Hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and I ain't speaking to fight me, because I want to be a part of this fucking jump. Want to be Kenny's tour. You know, I think they got their, his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back. Drop down, say, bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, that's the table thing? Oh, surf looks good on it. Not bad. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are bad! Yeah, the Sunny Coast! Up the fucking Swillians! Yeah, shredheads, waxheads, kooks, and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, live from the sunny coast on the express route from the Merryweather Camelton Highway straight here to the ice rink. Yes, movie. Fuck, it's good to be back, isn't it? It's good to be back. Vaughn, Corn, Deadly, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch-drunk Pikey, the Sultan of Psilocybin, the maestro of micro-dosing. That's a He's one host tonight, and our other host is Vaughn Corn, Deadly. Good to be back. Good to be back. Hey. Mate, it's so good to be back. Last time we came to the sunny coast, I don't know what happened, but we ended up getting put in this fucking bourgeois 7-Eleven lit reptile park where the youngest person there was probably the most at risk to, to COVID. Yeah. It, was, it was dead set fucking rank. It's so good to be back on the ice freeway down here with the core lords in fucking core lord central, mate. Oh, Vaughn, you can smell the struggle. It's in the air. Uh... I mean, but if there's one thing I've learned about poor people and working class people, it's that poor people have more fun. But fuck, I'll tell you what, mate. I don't know how poor people are in this joint when there are... Man, there's a couple of fucking... A uh, little bit of this and that going around from, yeah. uh, from what Kando was telling me, so I guess we're not doing it too tough. <laughs> but uh, let's just say uh, you come to the right place because uh, two of the special guests tonight have combined... Two of my favourite things, better than any surfers in history, and that's skit slabs and skits doof music. So, uh, <laughs> if you're holding on any Easter eggs from the long weekend, I'd uh, drop them now. Because uh, we're going to cop a bit. We're going to cop a bit of skit slab energy and skits doof energy. It's going to be very mad. Agreed. Yeah, we have uh, an epic panel tonight. Uh, I think it's a real treat to have these guys here. Did anyone cop? Creed McTaggart at our very first ever live show. Uh, he's part of the woodwork here, old Kando. He's, uh, he's the torch bearer. He's the ain't that swells most torch and he carries our torch into the future. We love him. We absolutely love him. Great to have him, but uh, a real special treat to have the other two guys as well, Dion Aegis and Craig Anderson. It, they're not the kind of guys who get in the spotlight all that often. I mean, they, they, they're really good at sharing their escapades in these wild fucking oceans and they're, they're so hyper-creative. Uh, but we don't get to celebrate them in a room like this every... You, 
ever. So I'm really interested to see what they've got to say when they take us through those fucking mighty chambers that they pull into, mate. Yeah, 100%. I'm really psyched to get into Dion's career. I feel like maybe hasn't got the respect that he deserves. Like, this guy is one of the full-blown trailblazers. You know, he's in that same lineage as Albie Fowles on George Greeno. He's a guy who was both behind the lens and in front of it. And he's just fucking... He's a hit machine. Are you kidding me? You should have a fucking <laughs> Pepsi 11 chart. Top her out. It's a maniac. Love the man. And uh, Ando's very much in that same lineage. You know, these guys, they borrow from urban influences and they're just kind of eclectics. Um, and eclectics are my favourite kinds of people. Vaughn, like yourself, you're an eclectic. I love everyone from Ram Dass uh, to Brad Fittler and uh, George <laughs> Greeno. It's uh, just, you know, if you're fucking... Yeah. If you're into all sorts, you're in Smithy's good books. Come on. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Well, what should we do? Should we get our first Let's get it on! Let's get him on! Hi. And now, hailing from the serial killer capital of Australia, Tasmania, our next guest is a cutting-edge renaissance man with an air game more boned out than lusty milfs on Red Tube. And a grab rail cutty so flaming hot, it's been declared a national threat to Tasmania's old growth forests. A filmmaker, photographer and serial beanie wearer, he collaborated with childhood friend Kai Neville to change surfing culture, inventing the hideous and depraved vlog concept. For decades he's inspired us, and now after a short period of hibernation, he's back on the mainland, stronger, more beanied, and more inspired than ever. Please make him welcome the high-flying, orb-wrangling, Dion, it's been ages! Fuck yeah, D. Good to have you on, brother. Welcome to Ain't That Swell. Hello, mate. How you doing? Fuck me. Ooh, How sweet. do you even fucking come up and talk after shit like that? Bit gnarly. <laughs> Bit fucking greeno and shit. That's gnarly, man. Oh, you're you not, really you're set not... me up for a fucking failure here, Jed. <laughs> this is... I appreciate the kind words, but fuck. These guys, this is bullshit. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, everyone. Fucking stoked to be here. Frothing to be here with two of my best mates, too, Creed and Craig. I'm, I'm so excited to get Craig up here and see. I hope he gets pissed and we can like get him to talk a bunch of shit because I think he's a bit nervous, so make him feel welcome. But thanks for having me. Pleasure, mate. And just so you know, it's uh, way easier to talk up here after dancing than it is after hanging out with some of these cunts in the bathrooms and then getting up here trying to... Do you want to talk? Old lockjaw deadly. It happens. Mate, let's, uh, where do we want to go first in this uh, wild, wild journey yours, D-Man? I mean, let's talk surf films, because I was at your, uh, you had an event there with Jack McCoy last night, the most fucked up bourgeois brass cinema I've ever been in my life up there at Newcastle. It was psycho. I felt like I was in the Great Gatsby, but it was mental. Yeah. I usually bar people from me, like, uh, entry, uh, from entry to those joints. But yeah, let's talk about surf films, mate. Like, what really set you off and uh, put you on the path that you're on today? Well, it's funny because last night, obviously doing the shit with Jack and Ock and, um, oh, sorry. Fuck. Yeah, put it in your mouth, bro. Yeah. Uh, I, like, walked into that joint like you're saying. It's already, like, can you imagine how fucking intimidating it is for a 14-year-old kid that had, like, Mark, do you know what freeze is, like, in your bedroom? Like, they have, like, wallpaper that goes along the top. 
And when I was a kid, I used to religiously cut out every Oki photo from the magazines and I ended up filling my whole room, the whole way around was just all Ock the whole way. And so I grew up, moved to the Gold Coast from Tassie when I was like 14. And I remember one day seeing Ock at D-Bar and just like fanned out so hard. And ever since then, I just was so embarrassed to ever talk to Ock because I was like, fuck, I still was ashamed. And then to go on stage with him and Jack and last night was just psycho. Like the fucking craziest thing that's ever happened to me. I was like tripping fucking balls sitting next to those dudes. Like what the fuck am I doing here? This is crazy. And so Jack's films, yeah, the point I was getting at is Jack's films growing up. Like Occumentary was the first like real film that I got on VHS, growing up as a goofy footer as well. You know how it is as a goofy, you're just like fucking goofies and Oki, obviously, all time. Um, so I must have watched that thing like 7,000 fucking times. And that was honestly, like it sounds like I'm trying to make a connection between last night and that, but like that movie f- just fucked me up. Yeah, it's a classy. It's just fucked. It's so gnarly. Like mm. the shit he's doing, you watch it today and it's like blows anybody out of the water yeah like i can't fucking believe the stuff he's doing backside and like creed and i were talking about it yesterday and we're like you can't copy oki like his style is so fucked like the nuances in the shit he's doing and like tom curran you know i think slater and a bunch of people like ripped off that but like you can't actually rip off oki and and creed was like yeah you know just from like his chunky fucking legs to his jawline like that come (laughs) through and he's surfing no one can do that because they don't have that jawline. Mate, he, like, uh, you're he, right. He, I've, I've always thought with Ock, like he looks like a guy who just is never conscious when he's surfing. You know, like <gasps> when you think of those skins heats at Bells where he was just banking off the bottom and fucking throwing that nuggety, heavy little frame yeah. like 80 foot up whitewash and just doing a snap on fucking basically bits of floating air. Yeah. And you're just going, how? How does this guy surf like this? And it's just pure instinct, man. The guy yeah. runs on fucking, like, a knowledge of surfing that comes from, like, deep cell. Yeah. It's radical. It's, I don't know who you would compare to him in modern times that surfs like that with that, like, pure fucking raw energy and, like, Jughead. run. Jughead's here. Besides Jughead. Yeah. He's got the same shit in big waves. And I mean Ando. that seriously. Ando's got similar-sized thighs to Oki, so he's got a couple <laughs> of fucking... No, it's just, like, his stature, everything about him. Like, you can't emulate it. And there will probably never be another Ock. And so growing up, as far as, like, influences very early on for my surfing and, like, for make, wanting to make films, it was, like, all of Jack's shit because I was, like... My dad grew up in South Australia, moved to Tasmania, and he was um, one of the first guys to bring in surf films into Tassie. So they would get the what? roles of 16 and go and do, like, premieres around Tassie. They would get sent the roles that would then get sent on to the next spot and like travel around. Oh, that's deep core lineage, dude. Yeah. So my old boy was doing that and he was a shaper there in Taz. And um, so, yeah, always just surf films for me have been like the pinnacle of my surfing wow. career. And everything that I looked up to that I loved was like, it's just surf films. Like, whether it's old, you know, I grew up on Feral Kingdom, I had the blue VHS. I don't know if anyone ever had that too, like the old Dick Hall films and. Just the, um, fuck, what was the other one the other day? I was thinking um, Surfers of Fortune. That was like the most iconic fucking film. TC out in Arabine, there's a cutaway. It goes back to him there. Like, that is fucked up. So, 
Yeah, all the old Rip Curl, Quicksilver films, like, yeah, Feral Kingdom and Surfers of Fortune were, like, two that I just fucking lost my shit over. And so you grew up in a household basically surrounded by 16 mil footage in the golden age of surf cinema, you know, when people were just discovering waves like Nias, uh, you know, I guess these are the films that your dad was, like, touring around to the the theatres and stuff like that. I mean, what kind of an imprint did that golden age of, of surf travel and culture leave on you? Well, it was that, and also my dad actually had a surf charter boat in Indo, so in Panaitan Island. So I, when I was like this big, I mean, I'm only this big now, but when I was this fucking big, I used to go on a couple of trips like Dylan Longbottom and shit, and when they got apocalypse, like going fucking bananas, and I was like 10 years old on the boat. Yeah, watching you that shit. Yeah. Ah! You're psycho. Ah! Yeah. And uh, at the time, I was, like, still bodyboarding. I hadn't started surfing. I didn't start surfing until I was, like, 12. Fuck, did you get out there on the fucking dick dragger and just fucking pack a couple of cones? Just oh, like, yeah, just... boys, see you later. Hey, hey, hey! No, I was fucking just bewildered. And so that also, then my dad would get sent the, like, uh, D- I can't remember if that, what movie that was in, but it was, like, DVD or VHS. But he would get sent it before it was coming out. So we'd Whoa. sit there and watch it, and I'd just watch it over and over again. And um, so, yeah, those trips I'd get to, like, hang with Dylan Longbottom and shit. That was crazy. I was like, these guys are insane. I've got a board at home signed by them Mate, all. talk us through that journey, that trip. That's, uh, I mean, that was the, basically the discovery of Apocalypse, right, which is the most fucking juiced, jacked turbo window slab of all time. Yeah, I don't know how they end up surfing it because Dad... Went there. They went there for years and, like, Dad's an old boy and they didn't want, like, shit to do with it. But they knew that wave was there. And I don't know if, like, Kobe or someone went there beforehand or if that was the very first one. Tra- was it uh, Travis Potter and uh, Timmy Turner? No, it was that, before that. that I swear it was before really? they went it was, and did Yeah, it was that before trip. that. Drew Courtney was on that trip, wasn't Yes, it? Drew Courtney. Yeah, was there, so I've got his signature on the board as well. How's yeah. Drew Courtney for an under-celebrated fucking call lord, mate? The guy was the first guy to surf shippies. And apocalypse? That's insane. I mean, that's. I mean, fucking. I don't think you want to hate on the world tour, but it's something. To hang, <laughs> it's something to hang your hat on. Still, guys. He won the pro junior too. Is, it, is this a Drew Courtney fan club in here? Or hey, Drew. Sandy Coast finest. Where is he? I think he's like come full circle too, isn't he? Like a, one of the head judges or, or heading into judging, so he can just terminate any cunt who even looked at him sideways. <laughs> Won't be needing the uh, red text for this. What was that? You needed a 4.7. Ah, mate, 4.6. Sorry about that. (laughs) Classic trip. Uh, Did you see, like, you know, being on those boat trips must have sort of opened your eyes to the party sequence and, uh, you know, watching the fucking hunters come in having killed the mammoth and what they get up to afterwards. On a boat trip? Yeah. Oh, it was fucking wild as a kid. I think my dad would, like, go and, like, shepherd me away into my room when it got to, like, 9 o'clock at night and everyone was, like, 70 bintangs deep. I don't even know what the drug scene was at that point. The guy, I know the guy that Sudo, Sudo, Valium. The guy that bought the boat after my dad. I think he got fucking done for like bringing in a bunch of shit. Um, oh, that's a shame. So it was pretty gnarly. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the room going like, "Fuck! I lost that much coin on that shit, man." Eh? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So it was. It was. Pro- it was probably going fucking skits, but I was like pretty young, so I think I was pretty oblivious to it at that point but yeah they were cunts was sinking bintangs like it was fucking going out of fashion and i didn't really know what what else was happening mate you said you uh sorry smithy am i dropping any uh you said that you moved up to the goldie when you're 14 did you have like any idea that you were sort of i don't know capable of being a pro surfer when you were still in tassie or was it something that you had your eyes on or 
tell us sort of like where you were in your surfing life just before you moved. Um, so I, so I bodyboarded till I was like 11 or something. And then I only started surfing for like two years. I basically I moved to South Wales for a couple of years, came back. All my buddies surfed. I'd stu- I was still on a bodyboard and they all surfed. My dad was fucking off it. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I remember... The great like, shame of his life at that yeah, point. He, I put food on the table. I work five days a week. I cut out of this. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd been like core as fuck from back in the day and like they made a lot of the roads that go into like the surf breaks near my house in Tassie now like they actually drove their v-dubs and like pushed the roads in through the bush to get in there back in the day so then like his little fucking puny son was riding a boogie board and he was like fuck this (laughs) and all his mates all my friends were all the same age and I think the dads had like a bit of a rivalry and so like I was just the fucking little little dick on, on a boogie board and so anyways it came to Christmas and he was like I was just like yeah I want this fucking Mike Stewart launch vehicle or whatever the fuck it was at the time and he just bought me a surfboard straight up Christmas day he's like here you go I was like alright and then that was it and so I surfed for a couple of years and then started to like get a little bit better doing like local comps and then I went to the Goldie and then I went to Palm Beach Cromwell and the first person I met was Paul Fisher mm. Because I told him I surfed and <laughs> I get to school and the teacher was like, oh, you'll probably like this guy. Paul Fisher. <laughs> I'm like, amazing. what the fuck is this guy? He was just <laughs> can, can psychoer than he is now at like 14 or whatever. It was crazy. Came to school I came from, I think it was like 300 people. And then I went to Palm Beach Crumbin and it was like a thousand and yeah, that was the first person I met. And then I met Ryan Hipwood and a bunch of the other surfers there. And then I kind of got like into Snapper Rocks and the Harrington Brothers and started to like get a bit more into competitive surfing and shit like that. Yeah, but let's go back. Let's talk to us about Fisher. What's it like running with a fish? <laughs> well, give us give us one story. Fuck. Something. Something Mr. Come on. Something. Did you did you like if he's the first guy you met? And you, you become sort of, you know, he's your first mate up there. Did you yeah. know that he was going to be like this world famous fucking... I mean, none of us saw it coming. None of us. But no. did, you, did you sense that he was like destined for something psycho? Yeah, you kind of did. Because he's just always been so fucking ballistic. Like a thousand miles an hour and like a pure entertainer. Like, and he's a fucking lovely dude. Like a sweetest fucking dude. And he's just got that energy like some psycho energy that we were always like something. He's going to do fucking something. Didn't know what it was going to be. He was going to be a fucking actor or a serial killer or a DJ. But he ended up being a DJ and he's fucking ripping. Have you caught up with him since? Like since, he, since he's cracked it? Have you, have you boogied with the fish? Well, the last time I saw him was at TB's wedding in West Oz and that was probably a couple of years year or two ago, I think. And um, yeah, that was the last time I saw him. But like just the same as when I knew him. Back in school, or mm. like I'd seen him when we competed on the junior series and stuff. He actually left TB's wedding in a private jet and flew straight to the Grammys. That's so, right. Yeah. He did. He had to leave early. To yeah. Fucking, that was crazy. Which made you feel as you were flying back to Tassie. In the Jetstar, cheapest <laughs> flight I could get. Like, maybe I should have been a bit more fucking skits in school. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so I guess. We're up there on the Gold Coast then at this point in your life. And at that point, you're actually behind the lens as much as you're surfing, right? Yeah, it was... Um, d- 
didn't really know what was going to happen with surfing and I was doing school and I started working for Surfing Australia doing all their like media shit. So when I was on the junior series, I'd go surf for heat, run back to my hotel room, grab the like fucking 400 mil lens, run down and shoot like 20 heats or whatever, go back. And then I had a database of like um, newspapers that I'd send out all the shots of like each local kid to the newspapers and like start distributing them out and then I'd run back down and surf for heat. So it was like... <laughs> Pretty weird for a minute. I was make, started making films. I got hired by Brothers Nielsen to do some stuff on their junior comps. And that's when I started making little clips and was like, oh, this is pretty fun. And that's, this was before I met Kai and I was like, didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And then I randomly met Kai through Dean Brady from Sunshine Coast. Kai Neville. legend. And then, yeah, I met Kai Neville through him. And then Kai would come down from the Sunny Coast, stay at my house. And we'd sit in my bedroom and like, we'd go down the beach, try and chase like, Mick or Parker or whoever, we'd just look for their fucking souped up VT fucking wagon. We'd literally chase them through the streets of Cooley. I swear Dino or someone had like spinners on one of their VT oh, wagons. they were living, are you yeah. kidding me? They were going huge. So it was easy to find them, which was good. We'd just fucking look for that, chase them down the beach, film them. And then we'd go back to my bedroom and just try and edit these fucking movies, just trying to learn how to like make flicks. And that was kind of, I did that for a couple of years. And it was actually Kai who told you to pull your fucking head in and have a crack at surfing, right? Yeah, pretty much. We just, I think it got to a point where we were both surfing, filmmaking. I, I was more surfing, and, but we'd be like taking in turns filming. And then he was just like, fuck, maybe you should just try the surf thing. And then I got sponsored by Body Glove back in the day, which was like my, it was Ezekiel first and then Body Glove. And then Body Glove flew me to Hawaii and I stayed with Luke Stedman actually and like Aussie was there for a little bit which was just psycho for me because I grew up on like 156 tricks as well that was probably another one that just like blew my fucking little lid off when I was a kid like sickest fucking film and so I went there instead I remember one day just like worded me up and he's just like mate no one's gonna do it for you like if you want to give it a go like give it a crack I think that and meeting Aussie it just like got me super hyped and then, so I think that was the last trip where I kind of filmed and then I just started surfing. Because I'd like, go surf Rocky left, come in, shoot, go back out, surf. And then after that, I'd pretty much just, just start surfing. I remember uh, when you were on Body Glove, actually, another one of the early trips you did was to Papua New Guinea, right? Yeah, yeah. Talk us through that, because I know it was a fucking wild journey. Yeah, that was crazy. That was a guy, Shane Peel, who's a fucking wild man from back in the day. Just like... Psycho. If he got a, a like slither of a trip somewhere and had no fucking clue how it was going to work out, he'd take you. And so we went, did this trip, jumped on this boat, and we just got to this place that no, apparently no one had ever surfed before, but he found a fisherman that said that he thought there was waves there. And we went there and we actually found this left that was just fucked up. And me, Mooney and Lee Wilson were on the trip. Moondog. Fucking Moondog. Absolute lord. I used to come down here to the Sunny Coast to stay with Mooney all the time and his mum, biggest fucking legend. And then Dom Wills would drag me out fucking caves when I was like 10 foot and I'd <laughs> nearly die. But um, yeah, me, Mooney and Lee were on this trip. And anyways, we surfed this wave one day and it was the craziest shit I've ever experienced surfing. So we go out and surf. We pulled up in the little dinghy. And as we're out there, all these people start like emerging out of the jungle, like down to the beach. And we're like, what the fuck? Because they were like, what are these guys doing? And anyways, by the end of the session, a bunch of kids had like taken their canoes and like canoed out into the channel. 
And every time we caught a wave, there was probably like 100 people on the, on the reef by this point, like right up to the water's edge. And they were just fucking screaming. It was like you were in a stadium. You'd flick out of a wave. And we started to figure out that if you did like an air off the back or just jump, the kids in the canoes would just go nuts. And they're like, all the people on the land would just go and it was fucked up like the craziest experience of my life and they were like that's the first time they've ever seen surfing at this break so that was one thing i remember from papua new guinea that was just fucking mind-bending Fuck, that's a crazy. sick story I can't, so wild that's iconic i kind of want to go a bit deeper just quickly at least paint, paint the scene for us man like what does that joint look like smell like taste like beautiful Absolutely beautiful. I'm, I can't, like, I don't want to blow the lid off the joint, but I'm pretty sure, like, that is an untapped realm. Like, because after that, we had no fucking idea what we're doing. We're driving around checking all these waves. There was another right we surfed that apparently the guy was like, that could be, that was the wave we went to go and see. And he'd sent Shane a photo of that. Um, and then the rest of the trip we went and explored, but the waves, it, like, got super small. But, you know, when it's one foot and you're just seeing the most perfect setups you've ever fucking seen. Every corner that we went to, and we're like, fuck, this just feels like probably what going to the Mentawis would have been like fucking however many years ago. So, yeah, it's it's a beautiful place, and the fishing was insane. Like, they were just reeling in the craziest fish. So it was like a sick trip. Bit skits, though, too, right? Port Moresby and shit. Like, fucking heaps of cunts get knocked off there, don't they? Yeah, we were in and out of there pretty quick. I don't... Fair enough. Well played. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't get knocked off. But, uh, yeah, man, you touched on... Uh, you touched on the influencer, Aussie. Um, and I know he's a guy you're close to. You've become close to since that day. You met him in Hawaii. Thanks, Craig. Craig Anderson, everyone. Look at that. What a gentleman. Brings you a fucking scooey. Yeah, Satu Lagi. Yeah, just before we go any further, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Billabong, who are the major supporter of Ain't That Swell Live. Been uh, with us since the first show. Uh, back to regular programming. Dion, uh, yeah, mate, talk to us about Aussie. Like, what, you know, he was a fucking titanic figure in professional surfing for an entire generation of people. Like, uh, he kind of carved out a niche there that needed to be recarved. It had grown all fucking clogged up with moss and plastic and other shit, but he. <laughs> fucking carved it back out and you uh fitted nicely into that lineage oh he was like i said 156 tricks for me it was just like fucking mind-blowing because up until that point i can't remember if seven days seven slaves was before 156 tricks or after before yeah before so seven days seven slaves was like that also just blew my absolute fucking lid off and i was living in Corumban. How many kids have you got, mate? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the main... I think that was the main one. I kind of forgot about Seven Days, Seven Slaves. That was fucked up. And I lived at Kurumban Beach, like, just back from Kurumban Beachfront, and that came out on the cover mount. I think it was the first cover mount ever on, on Waves. And so I would just get race home from school, slam that, put Aussie section on, and it'd be, like, howling southerly at Crumman Beachfront, which is perfect air wind for the left, and I just every afternoon go down and just try and try and try and do airs and try and do the shit that Oz was doing in that film because it was just, like, that fucking blew my mind. And did you, did you cop much heat for doing that and for surfing like that? Because uh, Oz, in, er, in the early years, especially around those Seven Slaves times, so he, was, he was getting fucking rinsed in, like, Tracks Mag and the kind of 
the big, um, I don't know, the big media vehicles of that time, you know, like readers would write in and they fucking hated him. They just, he got a letter one time saying, go back to King's Cross, you fucking try-hard junkie washed up. You know, like people just, wow. they couldn't cop his look, they couldn't cop his, what he was trying to do. Yeah. Was it like that on the Goldie? I mean, I think I was lucky because Oz, like, broke down those barriers and shit and he, like, paved the way for all us younger dudes and, like, the air guys. So, like, I never copped it as much because he was the one who probably took the whole fucking brunt on his shoulders. And so we've got him to thank for that. Like, I didn't... Airs were kind of, like, accepted in surfing by then. You know, it had kind of moved on. Well, it hadn't moved on from calves and shit, but people were just accepting of of air surfing because thanks to Oz, so... I think I didn't cop it as much because of that. Copped it more because I just fucking had a shit style and whatever. <laughs> People didn't like what I was doing, but not so much as airs. Yeah, and I guess watching 156 Tricks, one of the things that really stood out to me about that film and about it also stands out to me about your work too, it, it borrows from such a weird palette of influences, you know? Like it was so much weird like music and weird kind of... Um, you know, side uh, kind of a side dish to the surfing, all this strange painting, and I don't know, it was just so underground and eclectic, and it was just, you know, it kind of introduced me to a world that was foreign, but that I quite liked. Um, yeah, I guess, like, just talk to us about, uh, you know, it's something you've done too, you know, you went and lived in New York for a year or whatever it was, you, you've lived all through Europe, um, and you, you're not afraid to kind of think well outside the box uh, and introduce, you know, stuff that's not typical of surf culture. Um, and I think that's your biggest strength. I mean, that's just Oz, again, to thank for that. Because, you know, even, like, talking about Jack McCoy films and stuff before, like, they have a very... They have their look and they, like, have a very kind of classic surf film vibe. So, like, Hollywood... Who made one for six tricks and seven days, seven days, seven slaves? Did you do bicycle as well? Can't. Yeah. So Hollywood was probably like one of the biggest influences on me. Like he was Hollywood as a guy that made the films, not fucking actual Hollywood. <laughs> but he, yeah, he was a fucking genius. Like I remember going through seven days, seven slaves and like pausing frame by frame because there would be these like graphics that would show up throughout the film that you would only... They would be there for one frame and they were gone. And that shit, to me, I was like, that's so fucking cool that he even thought to do that. And, like, the edits and the cuts to the music, that kind of stuff to me. And then, obviously, choice of music. It was so different to anything that I'd seen. So progressive, and that got me super fucking excited. And so that was like, I want to do that. Like, I really want to try and do that. Like, stuff that feels different to the other films like Jack McCoy stuff that I loved and the Taylor Steele stuff was like was what it was but didn't have that creative element like the Hollywood stuff and so that to me was like fuck how can I try and do that there was a period where you and Kai and the crew that you were with really fucking apexed surfing performance and I don't know whether the tour was I think it was about it was after the Kelly Andy years of course but Everyone was just burnt out on competition and everyone wanted to see pure progression. And you guys led the way, uh, especially with the Modern Collective as the starting one. What was it like to be sort of, you know, in that group where everyone was going, fuck, this is unseen, unknown shit? Well, it was fucking crazy for me because I feel like I only got in the film because I was friends with Kai. So it was like, that was, I always was just like... 
thank fuck for putting me in those movies because you've got like Geordie, Dane, fucking Yades, all those dudes at the time. And I never felt like I really stacked up to those guys performance-wise, but I was friends with Kai, so it got me in the movies and they pushed me super fucking hard, like way harder than probably anyone else because they're just like surfing like they normally surf and I'm like trying to surf 200% better than what I know I can surf like. So I'm just like throwing Hail Marys at the fucking wall and just hoping that something sticks because the level was so fucking high and I never felt like I was kind of at that. So yeah, kind of thank for getting into those and then as it kind of progressed, the crew got bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah, quite an amazing job of kind of showing that time period of surf and yeah, and the surfing that was being done by like that Geordie and some of that shit was just like the pinnacle of fucking surfing. The pinnacle of that, fucked up in Yeah. Like the shit that one of the movies where Geordie surfing Lance's right and doing like six foot airs out of the bowl on like five foot waves. Like that was kind of pre John John, I think John John came into the next film and then just started blowing people's fucking minds. I think it was in Lost Atlas. Yeah, so I think Geordie was the one in Modern Collective that I really fucking set it off. And then John John just came out of that after the next one and just went fucking ballistic. Yeah, and then I guess from Kaiser you moved on to, uh, I mean, some of the other big influences in your career. Joe G, I guess, is another filmmaker you've worked really closely with and produced some absolutely mind-melting films with, man. Talk to us about... um, Joe and some of the projects you've uh, been a part of with him. Yeah, and that's, you know, I keep forgetting to mention people that have been such big influences straight on, but, like, Joe G, that was fucking psycho. Like, Somewhere, Anywhere, Everywhere, one of the early Globe films, and then they went on to do um, Secret Machine, and then I don't know if anyone saw uh, New Emissions of Light and Sound, which came out as an offshoot of Secret Machine. Yeah, sick. And real uh, trippy, electronic, uh, lots of slow-mo, yeah. like Look real Siddish. I loved it. It was very yeah. good. Man. <laughs> Got this guy, Sasha, to do the score for the whole film. And they actually had a premiere in Miami during Electronic Music Week in Miami. And so Joe brought me over there. And they had it in some like big white mansion. And Sasha like live DJed the film. And I was like, I don't even know how old I was at that point, but I was like pretty fucking young and naive and was like, what the fuck am I doing in this mansion in Miami watching this film that Joe made? I only had like one clip in the movie, but it was just so surreal to watch. So Joe G's films and like his storytelling and everything to me and like his appreciation for like beautiful visuals and natural stuff too. Like New Emissions of Light and Sound was a lot of underwater kind of nature scapes and stuff. And so that, that had a huge influence on me too. Yeah, incredible. I mean, if you're named Sasha as a child, you're almost certainly going to end up as either a DJ or in the fashion industry, are you? Is there any, has anyone ever heard of a plumber called Sasha? That's <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe G, man. I mean, what are some of the other incredible projects? Uh, there was one, uh, fuck, I forgot the name of it, I can't believe it, but... Uh, Credo's in it. Um, oh, yeah. Um, fucking Strange Rumblings in Shangri-La. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a ripper. Credo's going fucking ballistic. I felt like that was almost one of Creed's, like, not breakouts. I can't remember. He did um, a film earlier on that was, like, incredible that he worked on in West Oz. Abyss. Abyss. Fuck, that was the one. Good is that yeah, movie? Abyss was fucking crazy. And I think that's when we first, like, had just got him on the team on a pocky because Creed was our first ever team rider. And... Um, but yeah, in in um, 
Strange Rungs in Shangri-La. Creed is just like shining. Go Should we get him out? Should we get, get him out, out here? Let's get the fucking pano out. out here. It's time. And now, fighting out of Margaret River, Western Australia, our next guest was a prodigious junior talent on par with the great Giacco the Robo Robo But a chance encounter with the 1980 world champion Martin Fuck Potts Potter during a boozy award ceremony sent him spiraling into an abyss of competitive apathy, mundo cone wrangling, and super stylish cutbacks on a smooth Rodney Dahlberg step up. He's one of Eight That Swell's most beloved guests, a dead ringer for a young Peter Garrett and an all-round sick cunt. Please welcome to the stage, Credence McTaggart. Welcome back, Credo. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. How you going? We're back. Kanda, strange rumblings in Shangri-La, mate. What do you remember of that project? My memories of it is a fucked up section on a misto point break in Africa somewhere and you're rocking a dashiki? Are you kidding me? Yeah, you got a dashiki at the airport. That was pretty cool. Um, that yeah, that filming for that film was like the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Like, right? It was like every trip we went on, we just got best waves, and we're staying at fucking crazy places, and shit was all happening, and I felt like a fucking king, and I was like, yeah, like, my dreams are coming true, man. Like, I don't know, but yeah, that was a long time ago now. But. So um, downhill from there, pretty much. <laughs> Look, uh, you know, much, much is made. Yeah, no, it was good for a bit. What do you mean, dude? Have a look at yourself. You're fucking sitting up here, front and centre, in the yeah. centre of the ice rink, Sunny Coast Entrance <laughs> Leagues Club here, dude. You're killing it! <laughs> yeah. I think much, much has been made of... The first ep that you came on and the fuck pot story, everyone loves it. But oh, both you guys, yeah. bo- both you guys, Dion was there. <laughs> he was he was witness to the oh to the fuck pot. Oh wow, testify, Dion. Yeah, yeah. it was fucking skits. He shut us down. He tried to shut us down. He tried to get us kicked out of the fucking zone. And yeah, I was like, was... dude, we just won fucking movie of the year. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is your time's over. It's my time. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I. But the. That all stems from the, the fuck the WSL quote. Yeah, and that's the same speech, yeah. Well, the same night that Dion, yeah. I mean, Noah so th- did th- this. This is a, an extension of the Strange Rumblings, right? That was the film that won. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah that was the award. So you've had the best surf trip of your life. You've torn it up. You get to the surfer pole. You're a bunch of free surfers in Hawaii where it's, it's, it's alpha male comp vibes and everyone doing their thing. And you get up on stage and you just, there's a throwaway line by Noah Dean. Did you guys at the time know that it was going to cause a shitstorm or what? Nah, but apparently he, I remember like talking to him after it 
before like it got all crazy because when we were there like anyway before it happened he said it and it was like whoa and like i remember when he said it like everyone was just like Ooh. Yeah, cricket. Like no one so clapped dark. or anything. Like Dean so was talking heavy. and Dean was like, yeah, thanks everyone or whatever. And then Dean, just grabbed the mic and was like, fuck the WSL. And everyone was just like, oh no, like no one was supporting that. Like the whole WSL was there. Like, and we were just like, oh, but like we didn't really think much of it. And then like the next day, that's when it like shit like went down and it all hit the fan and fucking oh, God. So did, did you all guys, the heavies came around. The fucking talk, talk us through the aftermath. Like uh, what was going on behind closed doors during that period? Well... I know that Noah, like, didn't leave his room for, like, three days, like, yeah, and he was twice. getting, like, fucking death threats and yeah. shit, like, it was actually really nice, he was, like, bawling his eyes out for, like, three days, like, it was hectic, mm. and yeah. I went over there and, like, was, like, me and Toby and we were, like, like, just to, like, make him feel better and he was, like, honestly, like, so fucking rattled, like, he's, like, I wish you didn't say that. But then, like, now I'm just, like, fucking so good, like, it's, it's the best fucking <laughs> quote ever, like, he nailed it, and, like, we would go on trips, like, randomly and shit. We'll be at a bar or something, and someone, like, see Noah, and they're like, fuck the WSL, and he's just like, hey. <laughs> It's like his catchphrase. Oh, like. mate, I was, at a, I was at a council meeting at Lennox Head about a month ago, and every single person in the council chambers was saying, fuck the WSL. Like, every single person there. Yeah, it's got a ring to it, eh? <laughs> Fucking, yeah, it's a good, good, it's a it's good quite one. a prescient thing to say, too, because, I mean, it's kind of uh, accepted that the best surfing in the world goes down on the WSL. That's kind of their selling point, but it's not really true, is it? Like, when you think about it... Oh, I don't know, man. I'm fucking... Like, I, I reckon it's it's six of one and half a dozen of the other. Like, you see, you see guys under pressure needing score. Like, they've built their life around it, and they're fucking surfing 50... 15 foot backdoor or fucking perfect mm. like that that Italo, remember that Italo fucking Gabe final like two guys who I didn't see it, it. It, they're real easy to they're real easy to like you know as Aussies you're not getting on board and you watch what they do against each other they lift and lift and lift with every wave I reckon there's a case for both yeah I'm sure there is a case for both and I'll make my case for the the opposite, the opposite. go for it <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, I mean, what would you rather see? Like Curran winning a world title from the trials or searching for Tom Curran? You know, you want to see the best surfers in the best possible conditions uh, on the best possible equipment given weeks and months to pick their time and, and pick the eyes out of it. And I think that is the best surfing that can possibly be done. And I think that that's what, uh, you know, Noah, Creed, Dion, Ando, that's what these guys do. There's no time limits or constraints, but ultimately the product, which is surfing, it's better. Like it's more stylish, more considered... The, the conditions are better. Um, and I get, like, the talent on show on the WSL. Yeah, to perform in those little bricks of time that you get given, that is fucking insane. And, and, and to be able to just turn it on like that is crazy. But, but I, I also reckon, like, when Noah said that, he didn't actually mean, like, fuck every single one of these people in the room, you know. He was, like... He was more, like, to the fact of... I mean, it, it was definitely off the cuff, like... And I think it was more... He was just like, you know, there's always, there's always that hype around the comps and there's, there always will be and it's great. And it's not like he has a problem with it or any of us do. It's just like 
you know, you kind of feel like, yeah, we're out here too. Like, you know, like we're doing some shit That's as what I'm well. saying. Like, That's what I'm saying. And it's just, we don't have like commentators and fucking all these other people fucking carrying on about all the shit, you know. Sometimes you feel like, you feel like you spent hey. like two years working on some film or something and then it comes out and you're just like... Well, I hope someone liked it. You know, you don't fucking know if anyone even liked it. Well, that's what it or me whatever. and Smithy are here for, mate. We're the fucking bell ringers of yeah. all of surfing. Yeah, we worship in the church of the Green Cathedral, Vaughan. They put too much ice in my drink. I just motherfuckers. <laughs> Should be two fucking yourself. cubes in there. Fuck. So, I like, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, you say it in Hawaii in a room full of WSL crew, of course it's going to go down bad. Yeah, so fucking it was bad, and yeah. Noah Noah very like was very bad. Dion copped a bit of did you cop a grief. TD? Like, I think Dion yeah. fled the island pretty shortly yeah, after. Yeah, pretty much. Legend. Look at that. Yeah, it was fucked. It was absolutely fucked. We were on the fucking North Shore, which is already scary as fuck, with heavies everywhere, and and I actually was on the phone to a girl that worked at Globe. And she called me at one point. This was after two days of me, like, sitting in a room. And I was on the phone to my buddy because I was so fucking freaked out. We didn't know what was happening. We just heard all these rumours that, like, people were trying to bash us and shit. And uh, I was literally in my room, like, my buddy was like, dude, just get some whiskey. Just have some sips of whiskey. Like, calm down. You'll be all right. So I'm, like, sitting there having some whiskey. And I get a call. She'd gone to meet up with Sonny. She's like friends with Sonny Garcia. Oh, wow. She was like your Eddie Icow. This is very busting down the door. She like snaked in to try and find out what was going on. And anyways, I get a text and it says, lock the doors. And I was like, it's not what you want to you see, is it? Are you fucking kidding me? She's like at Turtle Bay, like. <laughs> yeah, we're staying <laughs> at Turtle Bay. We actually, we're actually eat a couple more and yeah. I'll lock the door. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What? And I'm like writing to trying to get context. Like, what are you fucking, what do you mean? And she's Fuck, like, you yeah, think the lock's going to keep Sonny Garcia out of your room? Are you kidding? <laughs> so I just remember running around the house. I grabbed everyone's passports and laptops because I just thought that people were going to come and like bash me and trash the house. So I grabbed everyone's shit, hid it in this tiny little cupboard and then I like went walk down the beach. I'm like, I don't know what, f- I don't know what to do. I'm about to get fucking lit by a bunch of massive Hawaiians. So I started walking down the beach. And I've like got my towel over my head and I'm walking through the golf course down to the beach and I hear, Dion, Dion. I'm like, I'm fucking dead. I'm about to die. And it's fucking Julian Wilson pulls up in his golf cart and he's like, Dion, how are you, mate? And I'm like, mate, I'm about to fucking die. I'm not Fancy very hit. good. I'm like, I'm going to Just the beach. going to knock over a quick nine. <laughs> And I went and laid on the beach for like five hours shaking, just like, fuck. And anyways, my buddy Dylan was, came to Hawaii at the time and he was like, mate, he saw how rattled I was and he just took me under his wing. He's like, we're going to fucking Honolulu. He booked us a big hotel room. He's like, mate, just chill out. Like, it's all going to be sweet. We stayed at the pink fucking hotel or whatever there. And then I left Hawaii and I've never been fucking back. Like, it scarred me so bad. I was just like... I was like, that was fucked. And yeah, Noz was, Noel was copping the same shit on the other side and he had to go and like do this big apology and it was fucked. It was honestly fucked. Parko, Parko fucking... lit him up. Parko came over and lit up Dini. Yeah, yeah, it was like, what the fuck was that? Like, Parko going Gold Coast heavy on him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was, yeah, but Dini was like, oh yeah, I know, I'm sorry. And he like, I remember like he posted a photo on his Instagram and he like black and whited it, <laughs> like him with the mic real bad and shit and um yeah you wrote this huge apology and and whatever but 
Yeah, I think it all blew over pretty quick. And then after that, like, he's fucking homies with, like, the gnarliest Hawaiians now. Like, he's fucking tight. Like, they all love and respect him. Yeah. And it's, like, it's weird that Hawaiians would have any problem with it. They're, like, fucking the WSL every single time they go there, aren't they? Isn't that what the Dahui's the, the all about? Yeah, but it was at that time when Flynn Novak did that, like, death to hipsters and shit. And, like, everyone thought we were all hipsters and fucking, I don't know. And they're like, Death to Hipsters. He made like this movie that was like. Oh, that was psycho. You got your head chopped off. Yeah, I got like my head chopped off by some. It was crazy. It's like this weird animation. So there was a, they put an animation of you in a movie called Death to Hipsters of your yeah. head getting chopped yeah. off. <laughs> it was psycho. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> but how do you like. Did, is it a hard thing to sort of see something like that? Or like, is it water off a duck's back? Or what, how were you feeling when you saw that? So what? That head, that head shot thing. <laughs> oh, the head shot. Yeah. Oh. Like, were you like? No, I was, you, I was you... fucking thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, <laughs> but I was like, I'm not a fucking hipster. Like, I don't even know what a fucking hipster is. And he's like, fuck you. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Like, why? Like, why do you fucking hate me, dude? Like, like, are you fucking used to listening to like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's such a weird fucking. Like, it's just full of contradictions, Hawaii, isn't it? It's like, uh, you know, you got all these kind of skitsy, like, pretty, you know, coked up fucking psycho <laughs> hard cunts, but then they're all about respect, but then they're all, like, hating on fucking, you know, you're a pretty genuine core lord, fucking tube pig, cone fiend, hell man. Like, what do they got? No hipster know. in my book. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking I've never way. really had a really, like, good experience in Hawaii. Like, I always fucking felt... Oh, hang on, wait, wait. You did play with Iggy Pop in Hawaii. That's That was psycho. Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. But as far as the surfing out. goes, I was just, like, fucking... I was just smoking cigarettes and drinking beer all day. I was like, I'm not fucking going out there, dude. Fucking, there's, like, 20 dudes out there. <laughs> fucking kidding me? Like, what the fuck? No way. The fucking carton of beers. Like, you can buy Fosters there in the big cans. <laughs> fucking fire it up. It's fucking good times. Yeah. Oh, I don't what know. was the. Uh, I don't want to go back there. What was the story with Iggy Pop? Like, have we already talked about that on the podcast? I think so. Um, well, um, Billabong did like a collab with Iggy and they, um, they made like some clothes and him, um, some old photos of him and shit. And. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We 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 we, they, we did a shoot in LA in Mal or in Malibu, and we um, went to this mansion, and fucking Iggy came, and fucking yeah, we were just yeah, we, yeah. I wrote a song about it. It's called the Raza. If you ever listen to my shitty band, it's um called the Raza, and um yeah, it's basically we we went to this dude's house, and this guy, his name was Imran Raza, and he um was like a fucking. His dad was like some prince or some shit in fucking Middle East or something and he was rich. He had this mansion looking over Malibu and we like rocked up and um, the, we walked in and this guy just walks out and he's just like wearing cowboy boots and like quicksilver boardies and like a leather jacket and he's got like two strippers with him and he's like, yo, what's up, man? He's like, he's like oh, yeah, you, you can't do the shoot. Yeah, Iggy's coming, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. I, I, you know, I, I sing too, man. I sing too. You know, I know David Bowie and shit. And like, we were like, oh, right, really? And he's like fucking so coked out of his mind. Like, <laughs> we were like, oh, yeah, you're sick. And There's little bits of white dust on the edge of his mouth. You know, the, yeah, like, the saliva. And I was like, dude, 
So they uh, Billabong, the, like the lads were like, they actually had to get like a bodyguard to like put him like away because they were like, when Iggy gets here, we can't have this guy around because this guy's fucking psycho. Like, <laughs> it was, I remember he had like a, a bottle of something. I don't know if it was like some sort of whiskey or bourbon or something. And it was in the shape of like a bazooka. And he was just drinking from it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then anyway, they got rid of the razor and then... Um, and yeah, Iggy, Iggy like came and like we did this shoot or whatever. And then like fucking months after it, they were doing the, the release for it in Hawaii. And, um, and Iggy was going to be at the, at the fucking thing. And um, Bo Edwards from Billabong, the, the team manager, was like, yo, like, do you want to just like learn a couple fucking Iggy songs and then maybe just hit him up and you go play with him? And I was like, no. You're fucking kidding me? Like, you definitely don't want to do that. And, um, and he's like, no, like, it'll be fucking, you know, like, it'll be kind of sick. Just, you know, kind of you fucking blow smoke up his ass. And, like, you know, I'm like, dude, I'm not fucking, I barely even spoke to him, like, at the shoot. Like, I don't fucking know this guy. And anyway, so we got to Hawaii and we did, like, a stab shoot, like, three days before, like, this big billabong party they were having at the, um, fucking billabong house to launch the whole Iggy Pop like range or whatever and um and we did this shoot and I was like fuck it I'll just ask him and I was like yo like um hey Iggy like and we flew over there like with the band too like and we were like you know maybe it could happen like but it was all up to Iggy and billabong didn't have anything to do with that so I was like would you be keen to like play a couple songs and we learnt like three songs we learnt like um Search and Destroy uh, the passenger and um, raw power, and um, and we fucking yeah hit him up. He's like yeah, he's like yeah, yeah man, no worries, yeah okay. And I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> no. I was like all right, yeah cool cool cool. And so I went back and I was like boys, it's actually gonna happen because we were all over there, but we were just like oh it probably won't fucking happen. And then he's like yeah no it's sweet, and um, we fucking. We were like, oh, well, we should practice some more and shit. <laughs> and we end up going into Wahiwa. We like got, we found this um, like like little zone where you could. Um, it was like a recording studio. This guy, I can't remember his fucking name, but he was hilarious. And he was um, he was like, yo, I was like, hey, like, can I? We got to play a gig with Iggy. Can we? We need to practice. Like, can we use your space? And he was like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And so we're driving to Wahiwa, and it's like the night before we meant to play with him. And we get there, and we're like, hey, man, like, yeah, we're here. And we had our guitars and my bass and keyboard and shit. And he's like, and they had no drum kit. And I'm like, dude, where's your drum kit? And he's like, I don't have a drum kit. Didn't you bring the drum kit? And I was like, fuck no, man. Like, I came from Byron Bay. I didn't bring a fucking drum kit. Got the bongos, that's about it. But he's like, oh fuck, man, like, dude, fucking, I feel so bad, man. Like, he's like, my sister owns a strip club next door. I'll grab you guys some beers. And I was like, all right. And then we went to the strip club. <laughs> and it was just like, no one in this fucking weird strip club. And, um, but they had a jukebox there and had like every Iggy Pop song. So we just got hammered and listened to Iggy all night. And then, like, the next morning we, like, woke up and, um, and we like went to, we just went into the garage and one of the dudes, Tex Cricks, he, um, 
he was like an actual musician. Like oh, that guy's mental, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Him on Rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's the man. Um, he just put out an album recently, solo album, but he played a lot with Kieran, Jake Callanan and a bunch of other people. Um, but, yeah, he, he was like, he was like rewired his fucking keyboard so there was speakers. He like somehow rewired a fucking like, uh, like a boombox to the fucking keyboard so it, it made noise and shit and we just like... Set in this fucking room and we just like played tunes and like Bug had like all the pots and pans like both of us was playing on these fucking pots and pans with the f- yeah fuck yeah Bug Senny Coast lad yeah Nora yeah, the Fosters um, but yeah it's fucking we when we had this like hour little session where we literally played on pots and pans and shit and then um and then fuck pots yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, we always talk about, like, when we, whenever we got surfers on, we're talking about knifing into big waves or, like, you know, what it takes in that moment where you, you make the decision to go or the vision when you're just in the cone. And it's, Do you have any memories from being on stage with Iggy? Like, any, any moment where you were just going, holy fuck, this is actually happening? Yeah, I remember every fucking second of it. It was the craziest thing that's ever happened in my life. It was so surreal and fucking crazy. I remember, like... Rocking up, like we rocked up to the party or whatever, and <laughs> and um, McCool was playing his like ukulele stuff, and it's like really amazing. He's actually a really talented musician. Like I didn't even know he played ukulele. He's got a really good voice, but then like he played, and then we were meant to play like just our stupid fucking shit music after him, and I'm like, we're gonna get bashed just for playing our tunes right now, and then. I fucking remember playing and then looking over and seeing Iggy like walk down the stairs and like up to the stage and he's got like his big titted girlfriend with him like fucking and his bodyguard and his manager and it was like this huge entourage and I was just like what the fuck this is crazy I remember looking over like wow and then um and then yeah he just fucking we finished playing he just jumped straight up he's wearing trackies and a Billabong shirt and he's drinking water and he just fucking went huge. He grabbed the mic and the first thing he goes, there's like Taj and Ozzy and like all these pro surfers in the fucking crowd and he's like, hey, you fucking surfer fags. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was crazy. And then he just went, he's like, let's go. Let's. And he was just revved up and yeah, just fucking went huge. Was, yeah, Ka- was Kalar or Kyborg in the front row too? <laughs> nah, but the, some fucking heavy lads were there, man. Like, they were doing security and a, a fucking... Aussie got up on stage and was like, yeah! Like, did a little dance or something. Fucking this huge, heavy Hawaiian lad just ripped him and, like, chucked him off the stage and they were trying to kick him out of the zone. Like, pretty hectic. And one of the Billabong dudes was like, no, 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 he's all good, he's all good. But they were, like, they were, like, ready to... Brawl, like the lads were like steam coming out of their noses and shit. Kanaka Security Solutions, they don't fuck around for one. Yeah, man. No. Oh, that's a hell of a story, Credo. Thanks very much, brother. <laughs> Iggy Pop. Get him. I think it's time, mate. I think it's time too, Vaughn. It's time. Fighting out of Merriweather, Newcastle. Our next guest has no competitive achievements of note, yet remains one of surfing's most admired and adored figures. What he lacks in competitive silverware, 
He's made up for with pocketfuls of pussy, bagfuls of cash, and a giant throbbing pineal gland packed with glorious vision. He's the Colord's Colord. A free-surfing, stylizing, mesmerizing, slab fiend and aerialist supremo. Standing at five feet, eleven inches, and nine kilograms. He's all dick, ribs, and dengue. Please welcome to the stage, Craig Nando. Craig, 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 wow. <laughs> you know your shit yourself. Oh, that was entertaining. Are you fucking kidding? Speak right into the mic, because yeah, I, I know, I'll, that, I'll, I know I'll what you're going to do. Best. I probably haven't. Yeah, spoken That's to it. one of these for probably a good 10 years. So. Just put it on your chin, just like a ball sack. Just yeah. like that. There we go, there. <laughs> hey, mate, um, before we get going, oh, we've, got to, we've got to ask, man. Like, you're, you're a Merryweather lad. You're a Newcastle boy. Yep. Uh, we've talked about the comp. It's awesome to see it back. I've been loving I've actually been fucking loving it. But you have two really good mates surfing against each other tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. You've got Morgan Siblick. The fucking giant slayer against Ryan Callanan, <laughs> who probably oh, more than anyone yeah, is under the most pressure absolutely. of anyone in Newcastle yeah. since the nights of '97, probably. Absolutely, I can't wait for them to flare Mate, it up. It's going to be an absolute fucking tell, t- red hot heater. Tell us about those guys. Start, start. Let's start with Ryan. Tell us about Ryan. Like, who is he? What sort of guy is he? I mean, we've had him on the show, so we've got a bit of an idea. But as a, as a close mate... Yeah, he's such a gem of a human being. He's, um, yeah, I don't know. His surfing is fucking unbelievable. And, yeah, he's just even a better, better person. Like, he's, yeah, he's one of the best people in the world. And, yeah, I hope he towels, towels up morgues tomorrow. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get that question last. I hope but, he does. But um, he's a little bit younger than you, right, Ryan? But he was sort of yeah. under your wing, for sure. For a long oh, time. I don't. I don't think probably I was under his wing. But yeah, he's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I remember doing a trip to WA with him. I was maybe twenty-four, and he was, yeah, maybe twenty. Jay Grant. Do the math. Yeah, Jay was there. Yeah. And yeah, like he. Don't know. Just put that mic d- right under your chin. Yeah, mate. it did a lot of surfing at Merriweather, and I was like, "Fuck, he's he's good, but is he that good?" And then did a trip to WA, and he was doing those big like nose pig fucking tail finners, and I was like, "What the fuck is this guy up to? Like, he's he's insane." And then I don't know, just got big oki legs on him, the opposite of me, and then yeah, just started yeah toweling up guys in contests, and yeah, it was I don't know, it's been a, a really cool journey to see. Yeah, man, the circus has fully landed on Merriweather. Like, it's fucking yeah, chaos up there. <laughs> the amount of camel toe on that highway is mind-boggling. The activewear scene is, yeah, it's fucking off the Richter. Are you kidding me? Smithy's, I've got a sore neck, hey? It's fucking... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how's it been the last week, man? Like, watching the world's best uh, just fucking take your little reef rip bowl set up apart. And, uh, I mean, there's just been so much going on. How's the last week been for you? 
I've honestly just been hiding at home. You know, I went down and watched my sister, and um, yeah, she she's been serving good lately, and yeah, she tried her best against Carissa in, in two heats, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's been uh, it's been cool to be there. Um, hope to get back there for tomorrow, but yeah, I'd, I'd, it's. I don't know, it's fucking cool. Cool to see. It's it's gonna be fun tomorrow to watch those guys go toe to toe and Boop. all right. What do I gotta do? Suck this thing off? You pretty much have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, mate. Just hold it right there. Oh, Shout oh, out bro. to Philippa Anderson's surf school too. A fucking blue yeah. collar battler. <laughs> Gal just working fucking hard and belting the fuck out of it in her spare time. And before before we move on, mate, Morgs. Like, I mean, everyone in the room, you heard the cheer go up for him. He's just a fucking... Like, who is he? Where did he come from? Because he's just appeared out of nowhere. I mean, you've known him well before he started to even make noise on the QS. Yeah, absolutely. What's his story? Uh, it was probably three or four years ago and he was picking up glasses at the Prince Hotel. Like, he's... He's just—he wasn't even pouring beers. I don't even know if he could pull that off, even these days. Like, <laughs> he couldn't reach the taps. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but yeah, so fucking amazing to see what he um, has put together in the last couple of years. And yeah, still going for Ryan tomorrow. But yeah, all he's the a best pretty lovable him. dude. Yeah, I heard, he is. I heard he's such an he's a legend. I fucking love him. Yeah, man. he's a loose unit. He's one of the best people to be around. And I don't know how he's. Yeah, putting those on those performances, it's actually pretty mind-blowing. He's probably hung to the bone and, yeah, just <laughs> just trying to, like, yeah, make life difficult for himself. But, yeah, that's insane to see. <laughs> and there's no question where your loyalties lie. Do you think the whole city is split down the middle or is it just an Arkell city? I think it's an Arkell city, yeah. Uh, as it should be. Morg spent... He's, yeah, he grew up... Um, Probably the last couple of years, he's spent a fair bit of time up north and at Angari. Um, but yeah, Merriweather through and through. He bleeds it. But yeah. He, he rides Will Webber's too. Arkell for the win. Yeah. We all want to see. If, if either of those guys do win, though, if either of them win, like, are we going to see someone climb into Daniel Johns' window and fucking rip him out onto the street and start skateboarding <laughs> down the fucking main road with a hat on and their guts oh, out? God. It, it, Is honestly, it going to go that skits? It would be a scary sight if Morgan won the contest. I don't think it would survive. I think the, the rest of the year would be a write-off. He'd <laughs> absolutely combo himself to yeah, the oblivion. Yeah, let's get into Ando world. So, uh, Ando, I mean, you're known to be from Merriweather, but actually your journey begins in South Africa, right? It did, yeah. I uh, relocated to uh, Newcastle when I was 16 years old with the family. Um, I have two sisters... Mum and Dad, yeah, just packed up shop in uh, South Africa and, yeah, just shipped, shipped everyone over and that was that, yeah. It was a pretty pretty odd time in my life. I feel like I was really shy and I grew up, yeah, in, uh, like, a private boys' school and, and then, yeah, just landed in Newcastle. Everyone had long hair and they were just, like, hanging out at the beach and I was this skinny little, like, militant little man and I was like, fuck, this is... Where am I? Wow. So you went from a Christian all-boys school into Matt Hoy's aura. <laughs> that is a wild contrast. Oh, God bless Hoy. Yeah. And what was going on in uh, South Africa? So you, we're talking like Port Elizabeth, J-Bay, that kind of area? Yep. Exactly, yeah. So you spent a lot of time surfing J-Bay? Yeah, we, I lived just outside of Port Elizabeth. There was a river mouth um, at Blue Water Bay and um, sort of where I cut my teeth and no one to really surf around there because it's sort of shark sharky vibes but um 
Yeah, would do, do trips to Jeffrey's Bay every weekend and my old man just loved surfing and, yeah, just put us in the soup and, yeah, that was, like, that was it, yeah. Fuck, so is that the genesis of this fucked up backside of yours, J-Bay? All those, like, <laughs> early kind of... <laughs> Early formative years spent on the world's premier right point. I, I, I don't think I've been, yeah, right in probably six years, but uh, thank you. <laughs> Spoken like a true goof. Yeah, always, always look for the lefts, fuck the rights. How long was it when you first moved over before Quickie came knocking and, and you got roped into the, that world? Because yeah. that world was skit. Yeah, I think there was that time. much to do with Matthew Hoy. Yeah, he really, um, he took me under his wing and, you know, I feel like I was really shy and like a pretty pretty odd little kid. I'm probably still pretty odd. But yeah, Hoy really just headlocked me into some schooners and just said, this is, uh, this is what you do. And uh, yeah, look at me now. I'm uh, <laughs> still pretty odd and fucking, yeah. I can't believe that, like, <laughs> it's it just, it's so odd, isn't it, Smithy? You look at Craig, who would have been this tiny little imp of a, of a child and his, his mentor is Matt Hoy, the, the most tattered up, <laughs> thickest, craziest, like, fucking loony going around at the time. But he's got a heart of gold, right? So he really yeah. does care. Yeah, he's an absolute gem of a human and, yeah, I'm stoked to call him a really good friend of mine and, yeah, I wish I, uh, wish I learned some rail skills from him, but, yeah, I think that was a bit... <laughs> A bit before my time. I was, uh, yeah, more, yeah, looking up to Dion and, and, yeah, those sort of, those sort of homies. Yeah, man, I guess uh, out of all those influential figures on your life, uh, I mean, yeah, Hoy, let's talk a bit more about Hoy, I guess. Fuck, because, like, <laughs> it is, like you said, just such a crazy contrast. You must have done some pretty wild trips of him over the years. Yeah, Quicksilver looked after me for a long time and Hoy was, he was always the one, uh, yeah, just kind of organising everything and just making sure that uh, there was there was beers and uh, yeah, the good times are rolling and yeah, I don't know, just such a fucking absolute. Did you drive across human. country with him? Yeah. Like went the whole way across Oz. Was yeah, well, probably lived in Australia for a couple of years and we did a across. We drove um, from Newcastle to Ayers Rock and then over to WA and met up with Crakey. Um, with Hoy and Ryan Haywood and another friend, Jay Grant. And yeah, that was one of, that was a spiritual experience. I think I, I was just rolling that the joints crazy for Hoy. Photo. It, he'd drive all day and then as soon as the light would dip, he'd be like, mate, you've got this. And I'd be <laughs> drive, drove for, I think, probably a week straight at night time, just dodging kangaroos. And oh. yeah, it, was, it wasn't fun, but <laughs> the rolling the joints for him was, yeah, pretty. I, well, I, I heard I this great. Made my plot. I heard Down this my place. great yarn from that trip. So there's uh, Hoy, Craig, uh, John Frank in the car as well. Oh, yeah, Johnny Frank was there. And uh, the boys have been driving. They've, they've left Uluru. They're heading west, and they're taking this road called the track. I don't know if you've heard of it, but, you know, everyone, when they're at the last servo, everyone goes like, are you guys, you're not going the track, are you? And Hoy's like, yeah, mate, we're going the track. <laughs> And everyone in this servo is just going, fuck, have you got your water? Have you got your spare tyres? Like, have you got your shit? And he's going, nah, we're just, we're going the track, mate. And after that, after you guys had been driving for, I don't know how long the track takes to drive. Is it four days or something? Uh, I think it's a thousand kilometres or maybe probably just over. Oh, but okay, yeah, so it's, it's a probably, day, yeah. but after 500 k's of not seeing anything, just desert and rocks. Yeah, absolutely nothing. They get to this little tiny little rise this is what Hoyo was telling me he might have imagined it <laughs> no I was uh, but yep, he yep. says there's just these two figures 
standing at the top of this rise and they just start shitting themselves going, what the fuck's going on here? You know, they haven't seen a house, a bird, a tree and there's just two blokes standing away off in the distance and there was just this huge debate about whether to stop or keep driving. <laughs> Is that true? I think everyone was really stoned. Like, they were definitely there but, like, the, the conversation in the car was like, well, do we stop or do we keep going or, like, we, we're going to keep going. Did you see it? Yeah, I felt bad but I was like... <laughs> Yeah, well, he had the wheel at the time. I just drive at night time. Yeah, as soon as it was like low light, I was like, I can't see anything. Yeah. Indecision so. is the hallmark of being stoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just love that these two figures, they might have just been standing there going, fuck, we need some water. Just vroom, no fucking way. We're stopping, mate. <laughs> two cunts in the middle of nowhere. This is Wolf Creek all over again. <laughs> Oh, man. And another really influential figure on your career, Ando, DR, Dane Reynolds, man. Um, Talk to us about, I guess, like, yeah, just uh, his effect on you. Yeah, I guess, yeah, the free surfing thing. I, I did the contest deal for a couple of years and I was really hopeless at it. You know, I had a, a couple of results here and there. And then, um, yeah, I just rode for Quixel for, for quite a few years and, yeah, Dane just sort of took me under his wing and, yeah, made a few movies and just got to know him and hang out and, and spend time in California and, um, yeah, worked on, like, a feature film, um, which is a good time. Yeah, towards the end, we'd watch, I don't know, we watched it so many times over, I was like, fuck, I think we just need to put it back on the hard drive and just stomp it out. Like, I don't know, <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me anymore. But, yeah, we uh, spent a lot of time together and then, uh, yeah, we just thought writing for Quicksilver was, yeah, kind of met the end of the road and um, started a clothing label and yeah we've we've been good friends for a while and yeah it's he's uh he's such an amazing surfer and such a bizarre human being and he just the way he, i don't know thinks and and yeah pen to paper with his his art and his yeah his creativity and yeah just watching him surf it's it's really cool to just be involved or just see it and be a part of it yeah what about you guys being i mean you you've both all three of you guys have done a, a lot of trips with Dane. You've all hung out together. You've been part of movements. Uh, what, h- how would you define him, Credo? Have you, have you got good memories of Dane? Have you had good times with him? I've only done one trip, one trip with Dane. It was, um, we kind of got skunked too on that trip a little bit. Oh, we all got sick. Yeah, we went to the Mentowies oh, yeah. and we all that, got real fucking real sick. One. I think I brought the fucking sickness on the boat, dude. It was my boat. <laughs> I actually think that got pinned on you. Yeah, yeah. I was fucking <laughs> spending a couple of days Onto in the, the gutter and Cooter before and I fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I brought it on, but everyone got fucking real sick. Like, couldn't leave their beds for like three days. We didn't get good ways, but he was really cool. He, like, yeah, I mean, oh, he's like the best fucking surfer. Like, for me growing up, watching all his films, he was like fucking amazing. I, I was pretty starstruck. Like, I didn't talk to him or anything. I was just like, whoa, there's Dane Reynolds. He's a big unit too. Like, I was like, whoa, you're fucking pretty big. Like, Puts away a few fucking cold ones, old DR, man. Doesn't yeah, he loves a can, beer. Hey? Loves a beer. What do you make of his career trajectory? Like, he was fucking the best surfer in the world for years on tour, could barely make it out of, you know, round three or four uh, and kind of ditched it all for the, the free surfing path. What did you make of all that? Should he have stayed on there? On the tour? Wait, wait what? Yeah, on the tour. Oh, uh, I, mean, I don't it? know. No, no, I mean, like, 
What do you mean? No, he didn't want to, I guess, right? Like it's like did you see his movie? He pretty much explains it perfectly. Yeah. He's just yeah. like yeah. I just I, we were talking Not before. everyone's made for the tour, you know. No, that's true. Don't need to tell me. We were talking before like this. <laughs> there's never been another Oki, but Dane's kind of in that realm. Like, fuck, you watch him just destroy shit. Like the fucking aggression that he serves with every turn is done harder than you can turn. Like that fucking blows my mind. Did you, how, how's it been, you know, your journey with Dane, Dion? Um, yeah, so I did a trip with Dane back in the day. Like this is so fucked now to think about and I feel so fucking embarrassed to say it. Love this already. <laughs> Nah, it's <laughs> fucked. It's when I used to do this blog with Globe. Like yeah, back. yeah, the, the fucking OG, VLOG. Yeah, back, and now I'm, I apologise everyone for the shit that's fucking going on right now. If that's like what I've fucking had any part in starting <laughs> in some fucking Hawaiian cooking show, I'm fucking really sorry. Oh, I've been no loving worries. it, dude. Getting a you know real up-close-and-personal view of Alana Blanchard's vegan taco. It's been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. But yeah, I did a trip. <laughs> oh, so raw. He's a raw motherfucker. Uh, we did a trip to France with Dane, and he was fucking surfing so gnarly, so gnarly. I'd never seen anything like it. We were shooting for um, Stranger Than Fiction. I think, which is like a Taylor Steele one before Kai kind of took over and started doing his own thing. Yeah, it was fucking mental. And I think that was Dane might have got last part in Strange in the Fiction, I'm pretty sure. He was like doing rodeos in France where I was on the trip with him and I was like fucking just tripping, trying to like go out and surf with him. So that was my first interaction with him. But Dane's like a pretty awkward dude. I'm also a pretty awkward dude. So I feel like our interactions have always been... Pretty fucking awkward. Mm. And I lo- awkward <laughs> squared. Awkward times like, awkward. Like, I love the dude. He's a fucking legend. Sweetest dude ever. But, like, and also I high- hold him on such a high pedestal because he's just so fucking gnarly. Like you said, the way he just, like, destroys fucking ways. Like, that raw aggression, that's, I love that so much. That's, like, awk. That's, like, fucking TC. It's just, like, down the line speed and just, like, fuck that wave up as hard as you yeah. can and I love that in his surfing. Where does it come from? Where does it come from? What's, well, it da- what's Dane's story? Like, uh, I know he had a, a pretty skitty tragedy recently, lost a family member. Um, I mean... I don't know, does he? He's not an aggressive person. Like, he's the fucking sweetest, chillest dude and... He likes to bitch on people, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I noticed when I was on the boat trip. I was like, he likes to rag on a few people and I was like... I was like, what? Ooh, it's in there. It's in there. And that's why well, I didn't talk to him too. I was like, oh, he's going to start ragging on my shit. Like, he's like, <laughs> why'd I bring him on the fucking boat? This cunt sucks. Like, oh, I, uh... <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, okay. I get it, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'll go smoke a ciggy at the back on. of the boat. <laughs> I remember it's got a bit of like some like pretty skitty, yeah. anxious energy. And I guess he takes that out and he's surfing and... Uh, I mean, I guess that's why tour life was never a great fit for him. He was, he's too much of a nice guy. He wants to give everyone the time of day, but you're just getting fucking absolutely overwhelmed by attention in that yeah. world. Just to, yeah, the awkwardness factor is just one of those radical things when you, when you really 
idolize someone or if you, you, you uh, respect them or whatever it is, you know, we've all had it where you just, you're in the space of someone who you just like, fuck, I love this guy. I remember when I was a grommet working at Waves and every time I saw Kelly Slater, I just seize up. Like just couldn't be in his sphere and plus he's a bit socially awkward as well. So I remember one time I was just full of booze and I just went up to him and went, hey man, I'm so sorry about fucking being awkward all the time when I'm around you, you know, like just trying to be, trying to be honest about it. And he goes, oh, okay, so um, you're being awkward now about being <laughs> or- awkward in the past. It's just like, fuck! <laughs> We're going to uh, open the room up to the Swellians. We got three of the all-time great here, and uh, Juggy. Yeah, can we is get Juggy? Is Juggy coming up? He's at the bar. Grab us one, Juggy. Jack and Coke, lad. Surfers on that side. Clowns on this side. Pretty much. <laughs> What's going on, mate? What's news in the ice rink? Well, Hazy just spilt me beer. It's going well up there, Smithy. Yeah, it's, uh, we're lighting up the room. You're too- <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with me, buddy, Eben. What's your question, mate? I just want to know what Jug feels when he gets thrashed to the fucking shithouse when he charges absolute fucking orb, cone, fucking dead slab, whatever the fuck's going on in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Jug, you're a beast. Yeah, Jeez, that's a good question. Prize coming up for that one. Give him the prize. Uh, I don't know. I just... <laughs> I know I've got an ugly head, but that is like up here pretty just took much. the fucking state. I love the vape behind me. It's pretty cool. No, I was looking in the background. I thought I was reading the teleprompter. But, you uh, are fucking Hunter S. Thompson. You're fucking yeah, in space, my mm-hmm. friend. You're in orbit. Mad. Um, you know what? It's, it's uh, ask my daughter. I don't know. That was the perfect it's answer. I think if you wanted a really authentic answer about what it's like to get absolutely flogged half to death a thousand times, it's that scrambled stream of consciousness <laughs> right there. <laughs> Just pretend you're not there. To be honest, like I did hear well Ross, said. Clark, Ross Clark Jones said once, like, Just got? pretend you're in a disco or party or something, and I, I took. I took that guy on because he's the best guy that's ever come out of Central Coast. Other than, uh, anyone heard of Robert Coote? Anyone heard of the Tracks Cadet Cup? Put it this way. Mick Fanning, Paco, Dingo, they're all, if they didn't make the final, they made the semis and Robert won. He surfs here right now and he's always surfed here right now, but uh, Robert's, from the Central Coast, he's from Long Jetty or Berkeley Vale or whatever. But anyway, he beat Mick, he beat Parker, and he beat what's the other guy? Dingo. Anyway, actually, he's um, the crankiest man on the Central Coast, and he thought he's going to heckle me here tonight, but I already got him. Hey, well Smitty, played. Got a question here from Hazy. Carry on. Hey boys, I just want to know who's the biggest lord of crackneck out of Jug and Rodent. Robert. Whoa, that got a big response. Robert, Robert. Jug or Robert, Robert? Robert is. Who's got a question for the panel? Swellian's coming in strong now. What's your name, mate? Hi, <laughs> right, hey, boys. Um, 
Dion, what do you prefer doing? Getting coned out of your head or filming your best mates get coned out of their head? It's a good question, D. Oh, fucking... Getting coned yourself or filming your mates? I can't even fucking talk with this Hunter S. Thompson cunt up here that's looking that bullshit. (laughs) It's mental. It's fucked up. Hey, uh, can you remember meeting me at uh, Shipstones? Yeah, at Shippies. You were going fucking Creed, skits. I, I don't think Creed remembers. Yeah, there. yeah. There? Creed, I was yeah. there too. Yeah, 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 I think that about 40 minutes. You were going go. fucking psycho. Okay, we go. Yeah. About 40 minutes you talked about that. Yeah, this is what I was hoping I for just, tonight. I was just wondering. That was crazy. I remember like rocking up the boat and being like, what the fuck is this wave? And then you, everyone was whipping in and you just paddled out, just frothing. And just went the biggest set of the day and paddled into it and absolutely ate shit. And I was like, oh, God, he's dead. And you paddle back out, you're like, every fucking day is fucking shit. And I was like, oh, you're the sickest cunt ever. Like, what? I fell in love with you at that moment. Eh? What about, did you see Eric Benner? the night before? Oh, let's not go yeah, there, no, Jarhead. Oh, Eric Benner, man. What's your name, bro? Uh, Jackson. <laughs> I had a little question for Juggy. He's over there looking. <laughs> Juggy! I, uh, I've heard a few little wise tales that uh, Juggy, he's sitting on the inside, at an undisclosed, we're already talking about, break, and there's a big bomb coming through and he decides to flip because no one else was going. He couldn't see a perfect wave go. Bit of a uh, fiberglass got lodged in the gums. He got lodged in the gum. Ambulance rocks up, dislodges the fiberglass straight back out there into the cone. I don't know if this is true. I just wanted to debunk. I want him to answer. No, that never happened to me. But, uh, Didn't happen, mate. So it's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. It's a straight up lie. <laughs> Sorry, Jackson. If it did. What do we got here? What's your name, bro? Manny. All right. Credo. Credo. You got a South Oz trip. You got three days there. Who would you rather go with? Potts, Felipe Toledo, or Italo Ferreira? Yeah, that's a question. Do I have to go? (laughs) I would never take any of those cunts there. But, yeah, I wouldn't take him there. I don't know. Yeah, fuck him all. Correct answer, <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll bleep any mention of South Oz in this program. Uh, Next. All right, we got one over here. Who's asking? Chris. Dion, pretty sure you won an Evoca uh, Pro Junior. No, I'll it's not North that. Evoca. Wait, wait, wait. It's all right. I'll second that. I'll take that as a comment. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce Turner, but uh, who said that? And did you pump Lyra Bingle? Oh, oh God. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes, he did. I want answers too. I want to know this. Oh, oh. That's perfect question. What do you reckon? Two or three more. Who's, who's got one? Who's got one for the panel? Hold we on. We need an answer. We need an answer I'm here. I'm waiting for the answer. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he oh, answered it. Pipe down. Avoca Pro Junior, yes. And Hard Lara Bingle. That's just fuck. fuck <laughs> I saw it. Oh, yeah. Fuck <laughs> All right, That's Smitty. a definite yes. That's, a definite That's not a yes. That's Up the back here, what's your name, man? Banger. 
<laughs> Popular car. What's your question? Uh, Sandy Case is, is a fucked up cauldron of cool wards and everyone loves this cunt. Who were the cunts you looked up to growing up? Are you asking the entire panel? No, I'm asking Jughead. Who oh, did you look up to? Good question. Uh, Gabe Callahan. Anyone know Macy Callahan? Yeah, mate, Macy's dad. 100% like that guy's a legend. And uh, oh, there was heaps like Jamie Loveridge. Uh, <laughs> The guy that came up on stage before, he's younger than me, but I still looked up to him. That's weird, but, but uh, thanks, Robert. Uh, Glenn Winton was like the man. Like, like Glenn Winton was so far in, like, ahead of his time. It was just unbelievable. I don't, I don't think anyone even on here would even believe how good that guy was. But uh, uh, Ross Clark-Jones... And Bryce Ellis, uh, Jay Sharp. Oh, there's a bunch. Dom. I wouldn't say Dom Wills, no. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Is it true? Is it true that Dom Wills eat a whole chicken? Like when he eats a hot chook, he eats the bones and everything. Possibly. Heard that that many times. Hey, there's nothing wrong. With, there's nothing wrong with Dom Wills, but there's reckon... plenty of guys way ahead of Dom. Hey. And uh, Andrew Mooney's a guy that I still look up to now, younger than me. I've got a question. What is, uh, why does Mr. X surf in a full fucking bodysuit with his head covered and everything? Who? Mr. X, Glenn Winnan. Oh, no, know. that was Dave Davo. <laughs> nah, Glenn Winnan. Glenn, so Glenn Winton was like far out. That guy I mean, like, that's up now on the sunny, on the, on the <laughs> superbank. But yeah. Does he? Yeah, yeah I guess it's... We, Sound protection. I, last I heard about Glenn, he was a security guard. But when I was a kid, like, oh, there you go, Larry Blair. He wasn't originally from here, but I tell you what, he lived here for a while. And Larry won two pipe masters. I don't know. Oh, what he's else a Maroubra Green grocer. And did he win uh, Coke Surf about about nine? He did seventy eight. Wow. Wayne Lynch in the final. Next Holy level. goodness! Thank well, you very much, all right. Deadly. Well, here's another question. What's your name? So long. Susanna, hi. Um, I have a question for everyone. It's two question, two point question, one point. Why did you all start surfing and why do you keep surfing? Creed. Um, why did I start surfing is I fucking love Oki so much and I fucking... My dad had all these videos, all the documentaries and all the fucking... Bunyip dreamings and all that shit. And I was just like, fuck, that's, that's the sickest shit that you'll ever be able to do. And I... From a kid, I was like, I'm just going to do that. And why I keep doing it is because it's the only thing that makes me happy, I guess. I don't know. Jeez, that's good. Well done. That's a great question, a great answer. Um, I, great. I'm on the, yeah, I'm on the same vein as uh, Credo. It's uh, something that brings me happiness and I just feel comfortable in the water. And, uh, yeah, just... Yeah, it just brings brings me a lot of enjoyment. So yeah, I just I'll can keep, I keep can running I, that. I'll keep running that. Can I just get a question in myself here, Creed and Dion? Can you describe what it's like surfing with Craig? Because like a lot of people just froth; they want every single wave that comes in, but he's not really like that. Huh? We don't want to hear that. But yeah, no, we do want to hear that. No, Craig will sit and wait for like two fucking hours for a wave, and especially like today we went and surfed at undisclosed break. That was pretty sick. But, like, there was, like, good waves, but not... There was, like, fun ones, but then... The motherfucker waited for, like, 
two hours and I was on the beach with his little dog and I'm like, fuck, man, when are you going to come in? And then a fucking, of course, a six-foot, like, perfect one comes in and he just barrel Jesuses into it and just gets so fucking pitted. The prettiest thing you've ever seen. And, like, the wave of the fucking day. And he sat there for two fucking hours just paddling against the rip. Everyone else was just, like, trying to get waves. And I'm like, God damn it, man. He just waits and... So to surf with Craig, it's sick because he doesn't get fucking waves. He just sits out the back and doesn't fucking hassle. But then he'll get the best wave in like 20 years when it comes through. It's so. crazy when you see him like, when, he, when you see him actually like, he'll sit there for so long and then I've never seen anyone like, he'll paddle into the craziest fucking wave, like the cunt charges. And he will just, but the way he approaches the wave is like nothing you've ever seen before. Like literally... He's just so in tune with the ocean and he's just like, he's not even kicking. Like he's just fucking chilling into it. And he just Save it, save it. No, dude. Save it. I remember this one time we were down in um, surfing Misto Wave, Spot X down in the south coast. (laughs) And um, I was with, we uh, we brought Jaleesa on the trip and she couldn't get barreled. Like she was like, she kept on taking it off a bit on the shoulder and shit. And I was like, just watch Craig, watch Craig, watch what he does. And she was like, oh, yeah. And then she just kept watching him. And I was like, see how he like goes a little bit deeper and she back and like he backdoors it. And she's like, yeah, but that's so fucking scary. And I was like, no, but you'll be able to do it. Just watch like and watch Craig do it. And like just and that's it. Like, you know, Craig is a man of few words, but. The shit that he does is just insane, and 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 she ended up getting like the best barrel like of her life that session. Like after watching Craig surf all fucking day, and she just backdoored this fucking like nugget and just stood tall in it and got spat out. And like it was one of the most magical moments. Like watching her like actually just fucking do it, and she was so stoked. And like like she's one of my favorite surfers, and but. Order all up to Craig, like she was just studying him in the You're being lineup. too kind. You're being you too remember kind. that but session, I do. though, right? I absolutely yeah, do. And it it's, a, it's a beautiful sick. wave down the coast. And yeah, I was, uh, it was such a fucking cool thing to see her. Yeah. Just like, you know, people wanted to see her get a good wave, and she's, she took her time and got such an insane pit. And everyone was just like, what? That was one of the coolest things ever, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. Hey, boys, what's going on? Ooh. I was going to ask. You're on the coast right now. What's the best wave you've had on the coast? Good question. Good question to wrap the night. That, that's a really Wombrel. good question. Wombrel. Anyone know Wombrel? <laughs> Fuck, there's going to be a lot of bleeps in this answer. Try and name the best wave you've had on the I'm gonna go coast with the without entrance. naming the wave. I'm just going to blow out the entrance. Yeah, just down in the bends. Had a couple of pits out there with Bosco. He blew out the spot. But yeah, he's, Bosco. He, invited us, he invited us all down there. Uh, but yeah, not not hitting Mac any Masters. of those reefs. Those reefs are too much. I'll leave those to Jughead and Mooney and Mooney. the boys. Yeah. Soldiers Beach, though. Soldiers Beach. Fucking love Soldiers. <laughs> That's my best fucking wave I've had down here. It's fun. I love Soldiers. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 Kidding me? Are you 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 kidding me?
gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Jesus, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me. 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 Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? Are 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 you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking 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 kidding me? You've got to be fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?